the episode so nice we had to do it twice. Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. 2.0. 2.0. We are live here. I'm in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. I got a brand new router. Not to brag. <laughs> Sheena's got a brand new microphone. We're, we're, we're uh, high tech now. Yeah. Doing big things over here in the Chick Foley Show. How you been, Sheena? It's been a crazy week, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it has been. It's been a crazy week of wrestling, and it's been a crazy week at the Chick Foley house with the the baby face doing some some teething. So, oh you know, if man, you're, yeah. <laughs> if you have kiddos, you know that that is um, that's a fight in and of itself. <laughs> she is uh, Sheena Phelps. You can follow her on Instagram at Chick Foley. She's the queen of wrestling figures. I am the hot take kid, Phil Gentile. You can follow me on social media at I hate JJ Reddick, and you can follow our show at Chick Foley Show on Twitter. I've been trying to be pretty active on there. I was tweeting out a bunch of photos from uh, Ringside Fest over the weekend. I wasn't there, but I you know, saw some cool stuff. Yeah, they we'll, had some awesome, awesome unveilings at Ringside Fest. We'll get into sure. that. We both bought a bunch of cool stuff this week. Uh, we'll get into that. <laughs> we uh, are both huge fans of Halloween, so we'll get into that. We both saw the new Halloween movie. Uh, but let's start off uh, first with the uh, the early responses over that first episode that we recorded last week, man. We uh, I got a, a ton of great feedback from people. What about you? Yeah, it was great. I was so happy to see that everybody like, you know, tuned in and, you know, didn't uh, didn't heal off on the the debut episode. I heard nothing but great, great reviews. And, um, you know, like I said, Chick-fil-A Nation, they're pretty loyal and they're pretty awesome. We have like one of the best followings in the IWC. So thank you all so much for listening, downloading, uh, you know, rating and reviewing. It means so, so much. And we're so excited to bring you guys like even more in the future. For sure. We're doing some cool giveaways every single week, so be sure to follow us on social media for that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I got a bunch of positive feedback. The only things that people were telling me is I, I had your microphone too low, so I, I'm making sure to, to have you up a little bit louder. That was on me. And Yeah, uh, hopefully we can... You guys can hear me loud and clear this week. And also, like, I was so super stoked. Um, I remember I uh, we messaged Phil and told him that I was in the dentist when this happened. And uh, Heel Husband was actually looking at the the podcast ratings, the um, Sports and Recreation podcast. And uh, he sent me a message while I was in the dentist, like, dude, the Chick Foley show is 152. And I just was just, like, blown away because I had no, you know, when you start something like this, you have no expectations. But you guys, like, you know, you rallied, you listened, and it was just awesome. Really cool, yeah. We were above like Edge and Christian for uh, for a hot minute there, man. That's pretty yeah. crazy. <laughs> that was cool. I kept that screenshot. I'm gonna keep that forever. <laughs> exactly, I did too. Uh, you guys can find <laughs> us on iTunes. Just go to the podcast app on your Apple device. We're on Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn. So any any of the big podcast apps, you can find our stuff. Be sure to give us a nice review and uh, check us out there. So we're going to get into Raw and SmackDown before we get into the Halloween stuff, but the biggest news of you know the last couple hours is the WWE's first women's pay-per-view evolution took place just moments ago. I wasn't able to watch, doing some stuff here with the family, getting ready for Halloween, but Sheena did because it's on super early there for her, so uh, perfect timing. Maybe why the, maybe the baby face was taking a nap, maybe, but uh, how, was, how was evolution overall before we get into the individual matches? Oh, man. Um, I was so pleasantly surprised after the kind of lack of buildup, you know, um, and kind of like having my expectations a little bit low. I was blown away. The women just went out there and performed and laid it all out there. And even like the matches that I was kind of like, eh, like a little iffy on, um, I thought I, I was thoroughly entertained and I thought they just they just nailed it. Nice. Yeah, I'm surprised the uh, I guess they moved the Trish and Lita match to the curtain jerker. 
because yeah. because Alexa wasn't in. Uh, we, we we were going to talk about that on the episode we recorded a couple days ago, but she had that those concussion symptoms, and I think she's she's on the shelf for a short amount of time. So Alicia Fox took her spot. Was that match anything worth going back and revisiting? Yeah, it was actually surprisingly good. I mean, it was nothing that like, you know, it's not going to win like match of the year candidate or anything like that. But um, Lita and Trish got huge pops when they came out, especially Lita. It was just like, you know, a thunderous roar. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, And there was one point in the match where... um, Trish summoned uh, Mickey James out of the corner and it was just like this, you know, meeting of the minds in the middle of the ring. And there was a huge pop for that, too. But overall, it was awesome. Um, it was just a, it was a great match. Awesome. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Nia Jax wins the uh, Battle Royal. We kind of talked about her last week that uh, you know, usually the, the biggest combatant doesn't uh, doesn't win. But in this case, she did. Hopefully, maybe another push for her coming up. Yeah. Um, I mean, t- definitely. Obviously, we know now she's going to be uh, facing Ronda again, which will be cool because they, you know, they never had a definitive winner because Alexa cashed in at Money in the Bank in their match. So um, this it'll be cool to see, um, you know, Nia versus uh Ronda Rousey and see how that turns out. But yeah, actually the battle Royal was the one I kind of poo pooed on the most. Uh, (laughs) And I I had to like, you know, uh, eat my words because it was actually, it was actually really good considering it was, it was a battle Royal. It came down to Tamina, um, Tamina, Oscar, um, Nia Jackson, Ember Moon. And uh, there was a really, really good sequence in the end. And Selena Vega was kind of laying low. And then, you know, once it came down to the last three, um, it was, uh, it came down to Ember Moon and Nia Jax and Selena Vega came in and was trying to, you know, pull the pull the wool over him and get him over the ring. And, you know, Nia wasn't having it. My, all my prediction almost came true. I was that was my dark horse. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Ember Moon was my dark horse, too. And uh, Nia took both of us out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a cool push for her. I'm glad to see that. Sasha Bailey and Natalia beat the Riot Squad. Uh, anything of note in that match? Um, uh, Natalia pulled out her famous, uh, double sharpshooter this time. This time she didn't fall over, which I was like, uh, when she was starting to put it on, I was like, Oh man. And then she, she nailed it. And it was really, it was actually really good. Um, also I kind of popped because they were in like, like low key Halloween costumes. Like the riot squad were wearing like leather face, um, leather face costume and it was, yeah, jigsaw and, um, Liv Morgan was actually wearing like a it and it inspired ring oh, gear, which I thought nice. was cool. And then, um, yeah, you touched on it on your uh, Instagram story, the kind of the back uh, stage interview segments where the, all the girls were kind of together. Uh, that that's the only thing that does bother me about the women's division is that they they uh, they don't really hide the fact that they're all friends and they're kind of like you know they they you know just yeah. just they break kayfabe way easier than they used to, which is kind of annoying. Yeah. And, and, you know, it kind of, yeah, I was going to actually touch on that. uh, But it just the congratulatory segments, like they kind of irk me. Like I get it. Like there's history being made as as far as WWE is concerned. But to me, like it's a little condescending. Like, look, we're finally giving women a chance. You know, like I'm like, the only way to truly make it to make it meaningful. It's like, act like it's normal. That's the culture of WWE. We treat women like we treat all of our superstars, right? Like we don't give them flowers after their match. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody gave Brett and Sean flowers after their Iron Man match. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's just kind of like this weird thing. And then at the end when Ronda Rousey won the championship or when she retained, um, like the whole locker room was on the, was on the ramp, like waiting at the end for her. And I was like, 
Come on. Cringe. Yeah. Cringe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, let's let's just treat it like you said. If if a match is great or if it sucks, I don't care if it's men or women wrestling. It's you know, it's wrestling. So that's way that's the way it should be. You know, we should all be treated equally and I think the women have earned that, you know. So Yeah, they definitely have. And it was like at the end of the Tony Storm and uh, Io Shirai match, like, you know, uh, Triple H and Stephanie came out and presented them like roses and stuff. And I was like, guys, they just put on a freaking show. Like just just let that be like the norm. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have to give like a participation trophy because they're women, you know? Yeah, like you said, save that for do, do one of those awesome documentaries what they which they need to do more of. Those things are freaking exactly. great. They're you know? so great. Give them their flowers backstage. I love seeing that stuff on like the WWE 24s. I yeah. love, you know, yeah. even like um little raw segment that they did, you know, after um Roman left Raw and he was kind of like walking through and it was showing everybody just like, you know, showing their support for him as he left the arena. Um like I love seeing that stuff, but I don't want to see it while I'm watching wrestling. You know what I'm saying? It yeah, just takes yeah. you out of the the kayfabe. Yep, yep, for sure. Uh, Shayna Baszler becomes the first ever women's NXT two-time champion, beating Kyrie Sane. That looked like an, there were some awesome high spots from that match. Yeah, I actually have to go back and watch that. That was when the baby face was going down for a nap, and then I came back down, and Seth was like, uh, that may have been match of the night. So I was like, oh, nice. great, of course, of course I missed yeah. match yeah. of the night. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, apparently they, they killed it. Becky, uh, beat Charlotte in the uh, last woman standing match. That's the one I was really looking forward to. How was that? Oh my gosh. Like I said, they, I predicted they were going to beat the hell out of each other and they straight beat the hell out of each other. I mean, they pulled out all the stops. I mean, there was kendo sticks and chair shots and table spots. And I mean, they, they are going to be sore in the morning, but they, I mean, they both, both of them left it all out there and they, I mean, it was epic. Was there any wonky finishes in any of these matches, like run-ins? or any, They all seem kind of straightforward so far. I mean, usually on any pay-per-view, you're going to get one of those you know, fruit roll-up type matchups. No. Let me think. Uh, did, did the four no. horsewomen get involved with the Shayna Baszler at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. They did, actually. Um, they didn't. I mean, they just kind of like were over the barricades. You know what I'm saying? Then they, they yeah, jumped yeah. over. And I can't remember. Obviously, I was putting the baby face down. But what I was seeing on Instagram, they got involved in some capacity. But I can't remember if it was the finish or, you know, how that how that came to be. But, yeah, and obviously, Brie was kind of a factor in the uh, Rousey versus Nikki Bella match. But that match was awesome, too. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to go back and check it out this week for sure. Um, the wife usually goes to bed like 8 o'clock. So I have free reign of the TV after that. So that's always yeah, I good. Feel, I feel her pain. I feel yeah, her pain. yeah. You know that's, how it is. That's mom life. Yeah, yep. of course. Yeah. Uh, so to, to go back, like we had mentioned at the top of the show, we recorded an episode right after uh, Raw and SmackDown on Wednesday or Thursday night. Didn't come out as well as we would hoped it would. Uh, the internet connection was pretty crappy, so uh, we're back. So we're gonna we're gonna touch on some stuff from Raw and SmackDown, uh, just just briefly because there was some big stuff, obviously from Raw. Uh, number one yeah. being Roman Reigns announcing he uh, Lukema is back. He's he had it about a decade ago, and now he's. Uh, He's come down with it again, so uh, prayers are up to him and his family. Uh, it sounds like he's going to hope to be back. I don't know what the uh, long-term prognosis is. It's still pretty early, but uh, he forfeits the title, Sheena, and uh, I'm sure the writers were scrambling to f- kind of readjust things on the fly after that. Yeah, and I mean, it was I mean, it was pretty devastating. You know, I mean, obviously, you could just tell by I mean, you could hear a pin drop in that crowd after he started, you know, explaining what was going on. Um, and just the faces of everybody. And, you know, obviously, myself at home, I was just like, all like, you know, tearing up and I had big crocodile tears. And it just like, 
I mean, you just don't expect someone that looks like Roman Reigns, this superhero, you know, just like this champion to, you know, to to say something like that, you know, and especially the fact that he had been living with leukemia for 11 years and like in the world of the Internet, how did we not know this? Yeah, you know, yeah. like that that's what kind of just like I'm like boggles my mind. I'm like, holy moly, like I would have never in a million years um, thought that that was going to happen on Monday. Especially in WWE where they use everything and anything as an angle, whether it's your family or, you know, your your, your <laughs> past, your drug use, your alcoholism, you know. If, yeah. You, know, they, and, you would think they would use that up for, you know, not that they should, and they probably and should even if it wasn't, yeah, even if it wasn't used as an angle, I mean, just like, you know, all of the documentaries that we've seen on Roman, all of the, you know, behind the scenes segments and stuff, like it was just never, ever brought up or never mentioned, you know, like it wasn't, it just didn't exist until Monday, you know? So, I mean, probably one of his best promos ever uh, in, in that speech. And it was pretty rousing and it got me pumped up to think about him coming back. And like, what what a pop he is going to yeah. get when he comes back. It's I talked about in the last show, it's going to be similar to that John Cena return at Royal Rumble where, you know, the crowd, the, the freaking roof just blew off the place, man. So I, I think long term, it's going to be good for his, you know, on screen persona. Uh, yeah. but we definitely wish him the best off the screen and uh hope he, he gets well soon. Um I'm sure they scram- sure. they scrambled. What would what would you do? We we talked about it. What would you do in that situation if you're you know behind the scenes, you gotta rewrite stuff and your you know, your champion on your main brand is is out for an extended period of time? I mean, honestly, if I was I mean, they did on Monday they did the unthinkable, but it was like a master class like with, with scrambling and just pushing Dean to go ahead and make the heel turn. Um, like, you know, some people were kind of like, Oh, is it appropriate? Like, you know, is this being insensitive, but let's be real. Like with Dean doing that, obviously we're not going to know what the reason is until, um, tomorrow. But, uh, I mean that he got like nuclear level heat, you know, and he's, he's like, he's like Becky Lynch in the sense that like, it doesn't matter whether he's like a hardcore heel or a hardcore face, like people are going to cheer Dean Ambrose. But like after what he did on Monday, like you can't cheer, you know, like it's just like, you just cannot cheer against him. And the crowd's faces when they were panning around, like that was just like brilliant. Like that's how you pull off a, a heel turn. Um, and I actually heard a really cool fan theory, um, that, I mean, I don't know, it's kind of far fetched, but I mean, it might come to play out and I, but uh, I don't know. Part of me thinks that it would be awesome. And then part of me is like, well, then he's kind of back to that, like weird tweener, like face kind of thing. But they were saying like, um, the reason why he turned is because, you know, now like the, he was just overcome with emotion with Roman's announcement and he just he couldn't take the fact that like Seth had went out on his own and turned against them. And like all those, you know, years that they could have been, you know, fighting together as a brotherhood, um, you know, Seth went out on his own and, you know, was just looking out for himself and only cared about the championship and all of that. And so that's what caused him to like just snap um, because you saw at one point um Dean just threw the tag titles at him and he was like, you know, this is all you care about. This is all you care about. And then when I read that fan theory, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. He was saying something like, you never said you were sorry or something like, you know, you could, you can, he obviously didn't have a mic up to his mouth, so you couldn't really hear what he was saying. But that's a, that's a definitely an interesting theory because that would, you know, that would make him a heel, obviously, but it also give kind of a more realistic spin on it that he's not, you know, there's, 
this dastardly guy. He has, you know, every heel in every movie has a you know reason that they think they're doing something for for you know for good, but while they're really not. So that would be right. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we also saw Elias turn face as, as well as Braun. Um, I want to get your thought on those. I, I like the Elias turn. I think his gimmick could be pretty fun. Just kind of making fun of every heel he wrestles against. Uh, on his, you know, making a song out of their gimmick or something like that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think, you know, given the opportunity, especially with all the, all the, you know, things that are going on on Raw and all the spots opening up, I think um, Elias is like, he would be a perfect shoe in for this to give him an opportunity to start to shine, you know, and really work his way up the ranks to be like a title contender. You know, I mean, I love Elias and I just think he just is fun and electric. And I mean, I just love his segments. Yeah, it looks like Braun uh, obviously turning face. Now he's going to wrestle Brock at the Crown Jewel event, which is now happening mm-hmm. for sure in Saudi Arabia that we know yeah. of. Uh, <laughs> and that's going to be for that vacant title. So uh, I would I would think you know that they're going to play it safe, put the, the belt back on Brock, and maybe have Braun win it from him at WrestleMania, which would be super predictable. But uh, we'll see. I, I don't know. I think I'm thinking they're not going to do – I don't want. I, I think with all of the heat that's on Crown Jewel, they are not going to have like, especially if Braun wins, like they're not going to have Braun's crowning achievement. No, no play on words intended at Crown Jewel. Um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think um, what what could possibly happen is like a double DQ situation with Drew McIntyre coming in and you know causing some sort of schmozzy ending, um, and then they just push it to Survivor Series, um, and then maybe you know obviously we might see like a you know some sort of other element Drew might get you know, involved in some way or, you know, maybe they'll make the uh, best in the world tournament mean something and put, put whoever wins that in the, in the match. But um, like I said, I, my prediction is, is that no one's going to get crowned at crown jewel. <laughs> no, okay. I, yeah, I could definitely see that. They're, they're definitely going to build to something. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel. I mean, I would love to see Seth back in the, the, you know, I know you're a huge Seth Rollins Mark, so I'm sure you feel yeah, the same sure. way. Uh, I'd love to see him back in the title picture. I don't know what, you know, is is this going to be a a feud that's going to stretch out for months and months and you know keep them sidetracked? What's going to happen with the tag team titles? I, I don't know. It's it's definitely. I mean, it's fun because it's going to makes me really want to turn it tune into to Raw tomorrow night. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And did you see that? Well, obviously, like tonight they did a promo for Raw, and it they like definitely highlighted like you know they were trying to get trying to get those ratings up by saying like you know Dean's going to give his explanation of like why what happened. Um, oh, nice. So yeah, they're really pushing for that. Uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to some of the folks, just real quick before I forget, on Instagram that, that gave us a shout-out on our first episode and, and asked people to to give us a listen. Uh, Figgles underscore McGee, Fig Heel, Figure Obsessed, JR Figs 21 and Wrestle With Figs, all great guys that you need to follow. And uh, I'll tweet those out or I'll, I'll, I'll tag them on some Instagram posts. Uh, great guys around the fig community. And uh, Wrestling for Sale, who if you ever need any vintage T-shirts, I know, Sheena, you've gone through him for some stuff as well. He's got he's got the hookup on some great uh, old school shirts and uh, and gear and stuff. So give him a follow as well. All those guys gave us a shout and uh, told all their followers to give us a listen. So we really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, so we talked about Raw a little bit. Uh, we recapped Evolution. There wasn't really too much to talk about from SmackDown. Uh, no. I, did, I mean, I did. We I did want to talk about just the build for this Evolution pay per view, and and we had talked about it. there was like I think it was eight minutes of of female wrestlers on Raw, you know, on the go home show uh, for this 
first women's pay-per-view, which is kind of disappointing that they didn't really put too much time. I know they have a lot of stuff going on with uh, the Crown Jewel controversy, but uh, I would have liked to see a bigger bigger promotion for this Evolution pay-per-view, but it doesn't sound like they needed it. It sounded like the action was uh, was there. Yeah, part of me, like on the back end, you know, hindsight, at first I was like, yeah, this is this is crazy. Why haven't they built this up? I was like, well, maybe now the talent was super fresh, you know. <laughs> they, yeah. they got a few days to rest, and, uh, you know, they just laid it all out there for uh, – for the evolution pay-per-view. So, um, and also the, what I liked about the evolution pay-per-view, I don't know, some people may take this as a pro and as a con, there's, there's different ways to look at it, but it was kind of like when you see the feel of it, it was like a house show. Like they had the, um, the, obviously they didn't have any led ring, um, ring posts or ring skirts, which you could also be like, well, why didn't they roll out the red carpet for the women? Um, and then the crowd was like dimly lit too. So, um, to me, it felt like, house show production which i i kind of like but for them to build it up as like you know since we're talking about the build-up like if they're trying to make it like this big thing and like this history making event like you think they would have like rolled out the red carpet and brought like everything out of the out of the box of gimmicks for them you know yeah i I just i do like when they do things differently because when you go back to the attitude era and like you know the ruthless aggression era all the pay-per-views look different and now it's just the same set for every pay-per-view and it's just boring like you know yeah. there's just no personality to it i don't i don't know so i i welcome something a little bit different something old school so yeah for sure yeah i, I personally like the old school um look and feel of it and like i said we didn't need anything else because the women nailed it all right well let's get on to halloween so i know that's your biggest ho- your 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 most favorite holiday and it's one of yeah. mine as well uh halloween in a couple days here you have not announced uh your costume yet unless i missed it no, I have not. I think I'll I'll let you guys in on it on the podcast for all you listeners since we had to be a little bit late oh, nice. uh, cool. this week recording. So, yeah, Phil, you go ahead and what are you what are you guys going to be for Halloween? Uh, so I'm being uh, Kevin Owens, my uh, the only wrestler it. physically that I can uh, look like. Uh, so that that works well. My wife's being uh, Bailey, and uh, my three year old is going to be John Cena. So uh, we're going to oh my gosh try to find a couple of spots tomorrow and Tuesday to hang out and do some trunk or treats or something and then wednesday night we're just gonna walk around and get some candy awesome you guys you guys get a lot of trick-or-treaters um no, where you are no not really not not many so we we go to like another neighborhood that's maybe like a half a mile away and there's a there's a ton and and we live on like the main road in our neighborhood and i don't know just mm-hmm. people uh people just don't trick-or-treat in our neighborhood for some reason when i was a kid where i grew up there was tons and and where we moved to here it's just there's just not many so uh same we, we, we yeah. make it we make it work you know yeah, I grew up in one of those like traditionally like you see on TV like Hadden, Halloween Hadden neighborhoods. Field. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, is that, now that you mention it, like I grew up in Bowling Green, Kentucky, which actually inspired oh, yeah. the original Halloween. So, um, yeah, like I we went house to house to house, and I guess nowadays, like you know, kids do a lot more of like trunk or treat, or they go to like you know events at like churches or community centers or whatever. It's not like going to people's houses anymore. But where where we live now, it's a huge, huge like neighborhood, um, you know, and we have tons and tons of trick or treaters. So it's always real fun. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, we both saw. Uh, so, what, so what are you guys going to be? Let's not skip over that. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So me and the baby face are doing a combined costume and he is going to be Hogan. Um, and I'm going to be Andre the Giant from uh, our WrestleMania three is what we're what we're shooting for. So I can't, we are... I, I can't picture you as Andre the Giant. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't fit. I could see him as Hogan. I, that's going to be cute as hell. Yes. 
Nice. Um, I, I, I'm putting it together really nicely. The cool thing is, is I'm reusing um, my boots that I used when I was mankind. So that was a win that I didn't have to buy new boots. I was like, yes, recycle. Are you wearing like a Carmella-esque like one-piece bathing suit type of thing? Oh yeah, it's black. full one. It's full one shoulder Andre, oh, like spot man. on, like Jeez, you know. Nice. Yeah, obviously, obviously, I'm gonna have some like uh, you know, things covering the other the of other portion yeah. of my yeah. upper torso, um, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, it's cool. it's pretty epic. And uh, your husband Seth is not as as hardcore into into Halloween as you are, which I was uh, shocked. I know he's a he's a big wrestling fanatic too. So, but he's not he's not a he goes along with it, but he's not a big uh, Halloween mark. Huh? Dude, I already told him I was like, I will buy you a white suit, and you can be Bobby Heenan, and we would be like the most oh, epic. Man. Like that would be the most epic like family <laughs> family Halloween costume that there is. Um, but he wasn't into it, and thankfully, I mean, he's like super supportive, and he's gotten more into Halloween as uh, as the years have progressed, and obviously being with me, and I'm just kind of a fanatic about it. Um, but uh, yeah, he's gonna be Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. He likes to wear like the big like furry head, so he doesn't have to like talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So, I bought one of those uh, Jack specific uh, uh, world title belts uh, as Toys R Us was uh, shutting down. It was like thirty bucks. I think they're normally like a hundred or something. So, oh I, yeah, I, I broke that out of the box uh, yesterday. And, That's gonna uh, be so epic. Those those Jack's title belts are so nice. Like I am so pumped for them to continue to make those. Um, because for if you're looking for an affordable option, like those things are money. Even at ninety nine dollars, like I yeah, feel it's like heavy. it's freaking... pretty uh, legit. It's leather. I mean, it yeah. smells like a leather belt too. I mean, it's like yeah, yeah it's not uh, it's not low quality. And I'm definitely thinking about we're redoing the basement and everything and we're like kind of my office area. So I'm, I'm going to pres- like have it up on a shelf. It looks pretty like legit. Like it's huge. Oh, we yeah. have, yeah, we have the, uh, the world title and we have the women's champion, the raw championship too. Like we, we love those Jack's belts. Like they're freaking awesome. Especially like I said, for the money, like that you would pay to get a, uh, a real like replica belt, like heck yeah, nine, nine bucks. And you got it for what? 35. Yeah. It's like 30 or 35 bucks. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. I made sure to hide one and like, uh, in my local Toys R Us as they were <laughs> as they were getting sadder and sadder as the shelves were getting more and more empty and uh, I wanted one of those I know you have that Ric Flair robe which is uh you know it's a little, oh, a little thin a little thin it could be good like you know getting out of bed type of robe but uh, somebody snagged it before I can get it. I was pissed off. It went down to like you know fifteen bucks or something. It was dude. I love that robe. Well, obviously yeah. I'm in Hawaii, so I kind of like the thin robe. But yeah. um, but yeah, it's it just makes you feel like a G when you're wearing it. Nice, nice. <laughs> I, I do love that. We're gonna do a holiday uh, gift gift episode where we're going to just do like a, a, a gift guide or something going through some you know some wrestling figures and some gear like that and some video games but that chalk line uh nature boy jacket is so mage dude i i want it so bad i don't know if i could pull it off in like in public but uh the black with the uh they have you know the purple and black and all kinds of different colors but uh it looks just like Blue, the, the old yeah. school rick flair robe basically in a jacket form it's so yes nasty. they nailed that jacket i mean i love all things chalk line but that nature boy and i'm not even the hugest like nature boy mark but i'm like oh my gosh I love it. So nice, yeah. Uh, so we both saw the new Halloween movie. Uh, yeah. So uh, we don't want to give any spoilers, but we wanted to let people know kind of our thoughts on it. I, I know you're a, a huge, obviously, huge Halloween movie, Mark, as well. What did you? Mm-hmm. How did you think it held up? And what? You know, what were your thoughts? 
Um, I like the new Halloween. Um, I, you know, I've heard it's, it's, it's pretty polarizing based on the returns that I've seen, you know, online and just from talking to different people, like people either loved it or they hated it. And I was kind of on team team loved it. You know, um, it just really paid homage to the original. Um, and there was lots of callbacks, which I like cause I'm super nostalgic. So to see like the callbacks that, you know, were part of the new movie that really were reminiscent of, um, the original Halloween was just like, I, I like kind of popped <laughs> every time, you know? Oh yeah. Um, um, sure. Yeah, and I still think like they just made Michael Myers like I just like that they they stripped away everything. They stripped away all of the, you know, the previous movies. Um it wasn't about his lineage or trying to go after Jamie Lee because she was his sister. It was just straight up like Michael Myers is this psychotic like force this like unknowable evil that is just like if you are in his path, you are bound for destruction, you know, and that is freaking scary. Um yeah, so I, I, I loved it. I don't remember a, a horror movie where I, I there was at no point, no scene that was like ridiculous. I was I never was like, oh come on, this is this is a joke. Like it was very like re- you know not to say that it could ever happen, but basically a crazy dude get out of a mental institution and just started killing people. You know, it's just and it was yeah, like you said that you said it perfectly. They stripped away all the kind of bullshit and just made it what it what it should been and. I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty cool. There were some really cool scenes. There was the one that really, like, I, I think about now in the dark is, uh, you know, just there's like an outdoor, like, you know, those outdoor lights that are motion activated. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, you know, there's this, you know, young teenage kid, you know, whatever. But it was just very well done and, like, you know, something that you hadn't seen in, in a, a horror movie because it's, it's hard to scare people because you've seen everything in every movie that's come out. And that was a cool scene. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely recommend people checking it out, especially, you know, over the next couple of days as Halloween approaches. Yeah, and I definitely I recommend if you like the original or if it's been a while since you've seen the original, like watch the original before you go, um, because it'll make you appreciate like the like I said the call the callbacks to to the original, and you'll kind of be like oh, and you'll kind of see how the role reversal happens with him and him and Jamie Lee, and uh, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. I I truly enjoyed it. Yeah, I like I mean the thing I do like about the Halloween movie it kind of ties into evolution that it's you know you you you. It's been 40 years since the original came out, but you forget the fact that you know this is a female lead character in a kind of more of a power position, not like the damsel in distress, uh, as you see in most horror movies. And you know yeah. she turns it up to you know 11 on the on the badass meter in this movie. She's you know she's pretty awesome. And- yeah, she was obviously troubled, but she used that trauma to like you know get get her due. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. she like she came out you know came out on top and that, that was really really cool to just see like that role reversal from like this scared teenage girl to like this powerhouse that's just like come at me bro you know yeah yeah for sure there was a, a the, the, my favorite scene uh was when uh Laurie Strode's like granddaughter's friend was babysitting this little kid and he was he, I mean he stole the movie he had like the the he was in the movie for maybe like two minutes hilarious yeah, like someone find him and hell. get him on a sitcom somewhere because yeah. he is a gold oh my gosh yeah it's like a young kevin hart he was he was hilarious so yeah definitely uh he was at that point in the movie i was like there has to be some kind of like that's the only thing i would i would say there just wasn't anything like uh you know there wasn't like a, a character there was that never was, a break yeah, yeah there, there was, was never a break there was, there was no character that really like kind of brought levity to the movie until until he was on screen and, yeah, uh, from start know. to finish, it was just this overwhelming sense of dread, yep. you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, he definitely gave it a nice little break. And just no characters that he really cheered. I mean, Laurie Stroud just seemed kind of, 
you know, she's a prisoner in her own mind with, you know, how, you know, affected she is by the murders still 40 years later. And, you know, the, the guy trying to do a documentary, which is kind of a, a dickhead. And yeah. obviously you can't cheer for Michael Myers because he's a psychopath. So, yeah, it just wasn't too many characters in the movie that you really were cheering for. I think that was one of the things that was a little bit different than the original is just like, you know, one, the body count was higher. So you can't build relationships with these people. Whereas in the first, you know, um, John Carpenter really took his time. He developed like these, you know, these teenage babysitters. So you gave a look like you kind of like felt for them and everything. And then when they, you know died you were like oh my gosh you know versus this one it was kind of just like everything was happening so quickly that there was no real character development and you didn't feel that like relationship between the characters um so i would say that's probably one of the biggest differences between um you know this this one and the original uh you turned me on to the uh, halloween unmasked podcast which uh is part of the ringer uh yes. it, it was like an eight-part uh series if you enjoy the halloween movies uh I would definitely check it out over the next couple of days and just really goes deep into the, uh, the original Halloween kind of the, the remakes and also touches on, you know, interviews with all yeah, the, the psychology. Yeah. 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 It was really cool. So yeah. uh, definitely check that out. So yeah, the, I, I like the movie a lot. I, I've now, I was actually about to rewatch Halloween two, which I haven't seen in forever. Uh, but I didn't get a chance to tonight. So uh, we're watching that house on Haunted Hill or whatever it is on Netflix, yeah, which is pretty I, good. Let me know how you like that. I'm so, I want to tune into that too. It's good. So much to watch, so little time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These damn jobs get in the way. <laughs> uh, let's talk about all time scary movies, uh, Halloween movies. Uh, you have a couple here, and uh, we, we both have like two or three that we want to touch on. And, uh, yeah, I mean, some of my all-time favorite, like, you know, I love Nightmare on Elm Street. I know he kind of came after Michael Myers, and he was kind of like one of the the ones that people were like, oh, there was so many spinoffs, you know, with Freddy and Jason and everything. But I have a soft spot for Freddy. I just love him. Um, and the thing about him is, like, you know, Mike Myers, like, yeah, he's he's in real life. So, you know, if you don't – you can try to avoid Mike Myers, but, like, you're going to go to sleep. So if Freddy is after you, like, you're going to fall asleep. You're going to be – victim to him at some point or another. So, um, I love the nightmare series. I mean, some of them get to be a little bit corny, obviously as they go on, but, um, that original nightmare on Elm street was just awesome. I love it. Yeah. I, I, that's that movie. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through though. It scared the hell out of me as a kid and I've never wanted to re revisit it. So maybe I, maybe I should on Halloween. It was Johnny Depp's first movie. Did you know? Oh that? yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He died, uh, in the, on the bed, like with the, the water bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's one of your favorite movies? Uh, well, I have I have three that I wanted to touch on. They were all movies I saw in the movie theater, and they really kind of like scared the shit out of me. And was almost like a genre changing movies, each of them in a different way. So the first one was Scream, and I know you had gone back and rewatched that, and said yes. it still still holds up. I, I want to give it a, a watch in the next couple of days. It just yes. you know, just kind of turned the the whole horror genre up on its head because at that point it was getting very campy and you know you're at, you're into like Halloween ten or you know. Oh yeah, Jason Scream 40. totally. Yeah, uh, Scream re- totally reunited the like horror revolution. I mean, like it was the first like self aware like horror movie, right? Like it was the first horror movie to ever acknowledge the existence of other horror movies, which I thought was just like so groundbreaking, you know. Yeah, it's very uh, CM Punk uh, pipe bomb esque, you know. Yeah, the fourth wall is not there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, another one was Blair Witch Project. Living here in Maryland, uh, we made sure to uh, 
shortly after seeing in the theater, drive to Burkittsville and try and find, uh, you know, where it was filmed. Uh, and, you know, to no avail, it was, you know, nothing, nothing ever happened, but that was a movie that was just very low budget before indie movies were real kind of well known. And, uh, totally the, just the last scene really still kind of oh my gosh Blair Witch Project scared me to death because I like grew up out in the sticks like out in the country like legit like if you called the cops like they would not be there in time to save you <laughs> you know <laughs> um so that yeah the Blair Witch like scared me did you ever see the remake of the Blair Witch like the you know new age Blair Witch uh I saw the sequel which was pretty awful no I there don't, was I one don't, that came out a couple yeah, a I few didn't... years ago, and it was really, it was good. I was surprised at how good. I was expecting it to be terrible, and I was actually very entertained and scared. <laughs> Do you get pissed off when they remake movies within like, you know, 10, I don't even know how long it was, but it was probably within 10 years, I'm sure. It depends, you know. Um, sometimes yes, and sometimes no. Like sometimes if there's like a big name like director or something, I'll get like excited. I'm like, ooh, what are they gonna do? You know. Um, yeah, but sometimes I feel like it is it is kind of a lack of a lack of creativity and a lack of imagination. Like you know, I mean, I do think there's a place for different versions. I mean, if you look at Batman, like look at Batman, right? Like there's so many different variations of Batman. It doesn't mean that one's better than the other. It's just like different versions of the same character. Um, which you can which you can appreciate all of them, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For that's true. The same thing with like Spider Man. They just kind of keep redoing it, redoing it, and you know, gets. But I do appreciate a good a good creative like original idea as well. So you know. <laughs> What's the best horror movie you've seen in the last couple of years that was just kind of an original? I, I have one. Oh, the uh, oh, the one where ahead. they can't talk. I forget the name of it. Well, there's um. Yes, it's got Jim from The Office. Yep, uh, yeah. A Quiet Space? Is it called A Quiet Space? A Quiet Place, maybe, something like that. A Quiet yeah. Place, yeah. Um, there's this one movie. It was just streaming. Um, I don't think it ever came out in theaters, but it was called The Witch. Um, and that was really scary. It oh, uh, like came out was... in like 2000, 2011. I don't know if it's on Netflix or Hulu or what, but um, yeah, The Witch was really scary. Also, um, The Babadook. Or Babadook oh, movie. Oh man, that movie scared me. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah that creepy. scared me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, what? Uh, you had a couple more movies on your list here. Oh, for a strictly Halloween movie, if you're looking for something to watch like on Halloween night, um, if you don't have anything better to do, obviously it's a Wednesday this year. So, um, Trick or Treat is an amazing, just like straight up Halloween movie. Um. It's definitely not for the kiddos. There is some <laughs> brief nudity and it's pretty graphic as far as like the, you know, the gore and stuff. But it is just like it just encompasses. It's like an anthology where it's like all of these different storylines going on at the same time all in one night. Um, and it just encompasses like the feel of Halloween. And like it's like the type of Halloween town that I want to live in, obviously, besides like the murderous aspect of it all. <laughs> um, but like, you know, you see all these like old houses and they have like, you know, 50 jack-o'-lanterns in their yard and they yeah. like all decorated and everything. Um, and it's just like, it just hits you right in the feel spot with, um, you know, with how, uh, how you should feel on Halloween. If you got kiddos, Hocus Pocus is definitely my go-to because that is, that's an excellent movie. Yeah. I, I just watched it with the wife today. I've never seen it before. And, uh, oh my gosh, you know. maybe it's just a girl thing. Maybe yeah. just girls watch Hocus yeah, Pocus. She, I don't she know. Like she's watched it like a thousand times. I, <laughs> she has. I yeah. guarantee that yeah. she has. Uh, and can we just address really quickly that like on all these amazing Halloween movies, like they have all these jack-o'-lanterns and every time I see it, I'm like, I love it. And it gets me in the field spot. And I'm like, Carving jack-o'-lanterns is a pain in the ass. Oh, it's awful. Like, it is. It never looks good either when I do it. 
No. Yeah. No. You know, I can carve a good jack-o'-lantern, but after I've done one, I'm like, okay, I'm done. You yeah. know? So like when you see all like these people that have like 10 jack-o'-lanterns on their porch, I'm like, oh my God, you're doing the most. <laughs> or, or how about the ones that like uh, in the commercial for like the NFL games where it's like they carve out like the entire team or something like who the hell has time to do that? Oh, hold up. I totally made a, a Falcons pumpkin like back in oh 2000, uh, 2008 or 2009, maybe. I'll have to find a picture of it, but I nailed it. And the Fal- the uh, official Falcons Twitter retweeted it. And I was like so proud of myself. That was before like, you know, Instagram and all of that. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I legit carved out the Falcons logo. And I did a Seth Rollins pumpkin a couple years ago, and it was pretty freaking mage, too. Nice. I was going to say, Matt, yeah. Matt Ryan's skin color is like the same color as the pumpkin, so that probably worked out pretty well. <laughs> oh <laughs> He's forever, forever sunburnt. Uh, oh, poor guy. He's from the Northeast. His son doesn't know how to tan. You That's know? true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now he's down in the South. Yeah, he doesn't put on the SPF 30 or anything. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about some scary wrestlers and get into some scary Halloween Havoc stuff. So um, I have a list of some scary wrestlers on here. Give me give me some of yours that that you wanted to talk about. Um, I think when I when I immediately think of spooky wrestlers, like Papa Shango is like right there at the top of the list um, of somebody that I just think is like really spooky with his like voodoo and all of that. And obviously his feud with Warrior in like 92 where he like put a curse on him and made him like puke pea soup everywhere backstage like yeah. Linda Blair. Um, and then when he was having that interview with Mean Gene and his like head started bleeding that like black yeah. whatever it was like that is freaking scary. <laughs> Yeah, I remember you know? as a kid that 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 and and when the Macho Man got bit by the snake, both of those like I was very worried for the <laughs> for the person. I was like, oh my god, are they gonna be okay? Yeah, Papa Shango was only around for a year, man. I I felt like he uh, he could have could have been a pretty cool gimmick, kind of I don't want to say Undertaker esque, but it could have had some different iterations, and he could have made it like a a voodoo priestess type of guy. So yeah, they just. Uh, you know, didn't yeah, really do I don't know. I don't know why it didn't work. I don't know what what you know. They just changed him up. But yeah, I don't know why the Papa Shango thing didn't get over. Uh, it looks like they sent him down to like a developmentally. I'm just on the Wikipedia page because I was wondering. But then he came back as as Kama and then Kama Mustafa and then uh, you know all that stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, one of mine is uh, the Boogeyman, just because the just the. Uh, dedication to the gimmick the worms. you know yeah just painting i mean the guy was just yeah it was just scary yeah he was just eating the worms and you know yeah. popped his teeth out for for the gimmick and you know was yeah living, living he, life. he looks like um he was like the darth maul before there was darth maul oh you good know? call yeah he did um yeah, yeah so and like that like i said the eating worms and making other people eat worms like that just like freaked me out yeah uh, I had Waylon Mercy on my list too, who only wrestled for uh, probably six months, but he had like a very Cape Fear, Robert Downey Jr. type uh, gimmick, and and uh, he was you know just a, seemed like a psychopath. Yeah, when you mentioned him, I had to like actually go back and do a YouTube search, and then like you know I was like, what's up? What, what I wonder why he thinks this guy's spooky, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, he has like the creepiest vibe, and it was like a very unsuspecting like you know predator. Not yeah. like Predator, you know, Alien and Predator. Like, you know, just like a like a Predator, 2020 Predator. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Know? He had like the uh, like the, the the blade, like the knife tattoo in the middle of his forehead. Yeah, On his just, forehead? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. a creepy looking dude. Uh, Halloween Havoc, I never really watched much of those. I wasn't a big WCW guy until, you know, the uh, Monday Night Wars 
kicked kicked mm-hmm. off. But uh, I do remember loving the spin the wheel, make the deal. I don't know why they don't do that. I don't know why they don't do a Halloween themed pay per view. The WWE just kind of. I mean, they, I'm oh sure they gosh. own the. I'm sure they own the name to Halloween Havoc, right? We, I think um, when I was looking it up, I think Halloween Havoc is still unclaimed. Like, I don't think um, anyone owns, like, the, the trademark to Halloween Havoc. I could be wrong, but oh, um, I looked it up that. because I was I was thinking. I was like, oh, my God. Like, Halloween Havoc would – w- obviously, like, it's it's a popular opinion. People would love to see Halloween Havoc come back um, because it's just epic. Like, you just remember those sets and, like, how amazing they were. And, we like, let's think back to October. We didn't have any – like major pay-per-views this month. Like we could have totally had a Halloween Havoc. We had Evolution, we had Super Showdown, and obviously we have Crown Jewel coming um, in a you know in a couple days or you know obviously on the second. But like I I'm like why can't we do this? Yeah, especially Make for it the happen. especially for the uh, Australian thing. Oh, I forget the name of it. You just said it. And I totally forgot. Super it. Showdown. Super Showdown. That's the the worst name ever. It sounds like an '80s TV show. Just just well, they ma- totally they totally missed the mark by not calling it Super Showdown under. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know, but yeah. Do, make it make it like a specialty pay per view with you know do some gimmick stuff and then it's kind of have it has its own like place outside of the you know the WWE storylines from Raw and just you know make it fun. Yeah, some noteworthy um, Halloween Havoc matches that um, I remember. Well, obviously, like the first Halloween Havoc with it was like the Thunderdome cage match with um, it was Sting and Flair versus. Um, Terry Funk and Muda and it was in 89 and it was so it was like Ric Flair and Sting and they had um Ole Anderson in their corner and it was Terry Funk and the great Muda and they had Gary Hart in their corner and Bruno San Martino was the um, guest referee. So they dropped down this like giant cage and it was like electric at the top um, and the crowd was just like on fire that night, which I was like, you know, going back and watching like, you know, 80s crowds like it's so awesome. Like nobody's on their cell phone. Everybody's engaged yeah. Yeah. in the in what's actually happening. There's a bunch happening. of old like old ladies for some reason. Always, oh you know, my old, God. always like old ladies. Like, like, when do you ever see that now? No one's over, like, 40 years old at, like, wrestling shows now. That is total grandma goals. Like, I see all those little old ladies in the crowd, and I'm like, God, I wish my grandma would have been into wrestling because that would have been so freaking awesome. <laughs> you ever seen that gif of, like, Hogan getting in the face of some, like, grandma when he was in the NWO? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I'll send that to you. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. There was a, there was a cool match between uh, – Big Van Vader and Cactus Jack that uh, Conrad Thompson always brings up just because Cactus oh, Jack yeah. took some bumps like it peeled up the uh, the mats on the outside and he just took some you know flat back bumps like right to the concrete oh, man freaking Vader and um you know uh, Mick Foley like they they beat the hell out of each other like legit like you know like the career ending injury type stuff you know that like today in today's world would not would not get over but yeah any anytime you get those two together it's going to be it's going to be an epic match um there's also one the one that you were talking about the uh spin the wheel make the deal which is so freaking such a cool idea you know like you're not going to know what this gimmick is for the match until the match right um and they built it up and they did this like really cool commercial and it was like a mini movie have you ever seen it like the the commercial that they did with like jake the snake and like the wheel and like there's this chanting there in this like dark bar somewhere and sting comes in um and it was oh it was so cool it was like it was legit like a little mini movie um you can find it on youtube if you just search like you know coal miners glove you know commercial or whatever 
Um, but like they had all these things and like they got Jake the snake, like going, you know, yeah, it could be a cage match or a death match or a barbed wire match or an I quit match, you know, but you're not going to know. Ha ha ha. And then it was like the coal miners glove. And I was just like, what the freak? Like I, why, you know? And it's like, to me, I was like, well, WCW was probably just like, well, do we want to load up this cage and all of this barbed wire and haul it, haul it over here? Or maybe we could just take this glove and <laughs> make a gimmick out of it, you know? Nice, yeah. Um, but apparently the the wheel was not gimmicked. Like, it was, like, legit just landed on oh, wow. the, the coal miner's glove. Like, you know, all the out of all those amazing matches that we could have seen, the coal miner's glove. Have you ever watched that match? No, no. I remember hearing about it, but... Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is that when well, the pole it, was like too tall and they couldn't even climb up it? Or? So tall. So Ugh. tall. And like you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jake the Snake was not getting his big ass up there. Like, you know, he got he got up on the top rope once and act like pretended like he was gonna climb the pole. Um and yeah, it was not happening. Um and then, you know, I don't know. It was just like what there was like this non-specific metal like wrapped around the glove, you know, like, I don't know. I've, I've, I've never coal mined and I don't have any coal miners in my family. So I don't know if that's really what the gloves look like or not. But, uh, I thought it was, was pretty crazy, you know, because when you think about like all of the, you know, famous weapons in wrestling, you know, chairs, kendo sticks, like ring bells, like coal miners glove, isn't going to be in anybody's like top 100. <laughs> no, oh no, no. But yeah, it's definitely a good idea. I would hope, uh, WWE brings something back similar to that. So, uh, definitely, you know, that's the, that's the beauty of the WWE network that you can go back and watch all this stuff. And, uh, I know you've, you've put some cool stuff on Instagram, just kind of going through the pay-per-views on WWE 2K19 and, um, the sets look awesome on there for the new, for the new game for Halloween Havoc. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, Heel Husband's Universe, I mean, he goes all out. And, I mean, he puts together some pretty incredible, <laughs> incredible matches. And he just, like, he has, like, everyone. So it's, like, nothing's off limits, which I absolutely love about 2K19. Like, he has all these, like, dream matches that, you know, you would you would want to see in real life. And, like, they come to life on your screen. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I need to pick that up. I'm, I'm waiting for the uh, the Black Friday deals where it's, like, you know. 20 bucks off or something because uh, yeah for sure i buy video game i mean i used to play video games you know a good amount but i don't think i buy them i buy maybe one or two a year and i, I bought madden i still haven't even played it i haven't yes. even, i haven't touched it once just like there's like my time is so limited that i don't even think to to, to play video games but there's some great ones out right now Oh yeah, before the uh, before the babyface, Seth and I, you know, we used to play uh, Madden together all the time, and we had our own franchise and everything. And then obviously, like you know, like you said, like your time is just so limited and unpredictable with uh, those little people running around. But yeah, Seth just picked up uh, Red Dead Redemption, which oh, is supposed nice. to be like one of the most like epic video games. Like you know, it's supposed to like be on par with like you know Zelda Ocarina of Time. Um, oh, nice. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did pick up one of the uh, old school Nintendo retro kind of little tiny systems that have like 50 games on it and I've been, oh that's I've, cool i've been playing uh dr wario or dr mario whatever it is like like a like a crackhead yeah we have a we have an original nes and then a super nes we used to have them hooked up um but we're like i'm excited to like break those out once the baby face is old enough to like yeah, play yeah. video games and you nice. know play some of those old stuff uh so we are at the uh the 50 minute mark here but uh I'm ready to talk some wrestling figures, and it's a big part of what we wanted to do this podcast about. 
Uh, we recorded the last episode, and we didn't. I don't think we gave enough time to what we wanted to talk about. So, uh, what we're going to do every week is tell you guys what we bought, uh, go through some news and some rumors of uh, what's going on in the wrestling fig world, and. Uh, I think in the next couple of weeks, I definitely want to do a kind of a, a figure collecting 101 episode of, you know, where's the best place to get them, best place to store them, best place to, best way to, you know, trade them and, you know, find them on, on the on the web. So uh, there's the baby face making an appearance. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry. No, no, no it's, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so, the, the whole family's talking now. Nice. Uh, what, what did you buy this week? You got, you got a pretty big delivery from uh, Ringside Collectibles, I saw. Oh yeah, so we got um, we got a huge uh, haul in from. Hang on, just one moment. Let me uh, let me handle these dogs <laughs> for one. All good. All right. So yeah. Um, so Seth ordered a bunch of stuff uh, during the ringside. They had a a promotional sale for Halloween, and we just got it in, and it was like loaded to the brim. Um, we got the Milkomania set, which was so freaking awesome. Like I don't know if you've seen this up close, Phil, but um, it's got Kurt Angle. Um, it's got Stephanie with two different headset, like head sculpts. Like she's got her, you know, before and then after she's drenched in the milk. Oh, and then obviously nice. you have uh, Stone Cold in there. And it is just like so, so good. I love Stone Cold, that WCW t-shirt. That's a pretty cool figure. Do you, are you going to keep that uh, in the in the box? Because the box is pretty cool. Or do you, do you guys always take stuff out? We always unbox everything. Um, so I know like all you um, mint on box collectors like, oh, but we always take everything out of the box. We are keeping the Milkomania box though, because it's, it's super cool. So we are keeping it as like a, a keepsake, but yeah, everything's, we got, you gotta let the figures breathe. Gotta let I mean, them breathe. Yeah. Yeah. We got to store that Kurt. We're going to uh, put that Kurt angle up with like the milk hose. Like it looks so freaking awesome. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And you got a bunch of other stuff too. Jeez. Yeah, we got um, the Undisputed Era set, which was incredible. Um, we got uh, Elite 62 Sting, which is like the um, the green and black. We got the face paint, like awesome. And then Elite 64 Seth Rollins, which is like the, oh my gosh, what's the guy, the uh, diners, oh, Guy Fieri, <laughs> the Guy Fieri pants. On, oh, yeah, uh, he does. With, but that's, with, a great, with, that's a great scan of uh, Rollins' face. He looks super legit on that. Yeah, they use the the true effects, um, you know, face skin. So yeah, it looks really, really good. And he's got the interchangeable hands. And we even fixed him up. Um, I can't remember which. I wish I could remember. I'll, uh, we gave him a shout out on the Instagram, but I can't remember. Seth got a uh, burn it down shirt um, to you know take the take that Seth Rollins a little bit further, so it looks you know totally legit. Um, and then entrance greats Goldberg. I have like one qualm with this figure. Like the figure is awesome. Um, but the back of the package has like those sparks, like all the, you know, like when he comes out, like you have the pyro and everything. If they had like put it in the box like that, like put the sparks behind the figure, it would have looked so, so, so mage. Um, and I'm like, that would like, if I was an inbox figure collector, I would be pissed that that is on the back of the box instead of inside the, inside the bubble. Yeah. That is know? weird. Yeah. Cause I'm looking at it right now. It just, just has a kind of like a red background with some spotlights on them. Or it's something. just, it's just the same, the same standard entrance grates, um, you know, thing. And I'm like, dude, like that, that would have been so, and like, if you look, like I said, I don't know if you've seen the back, but the back of it is so freaking awesome. Um, but uh, we also got Shield Kurt Angle, which oh, is uh, yeah ringside exclusive. <laughs> does he so. have Does he have the derpy smile that he had when he was walking down? <laughs> that oh, was yeah. my, that was my favorite when like Rollins and Ambrose were looking all badass, and then you know Angle's just smiling just, his ass off. He's just. <laughs> 
<laughs> he, he does have a derpy smile. Sorry, Kurt. Like I, I love Kurt. Oh, I Angle, love Kurt. Yeah, Angle, he God. just, he just. Sometimes the things he does and says, I'm just like, oh my God. Like he just cracks me up, and he's not even trying to be, trying to be funny, which is, which is what I love about him. Um, and then we got the elite, the top talent um, series, the elite AJ. He's got like silver pants, black knee pads, um, and then like black and silver vest. Um, and then the interchangeable hands, obviously, and he's got the hood. So, and what else did we get? Oh, oh, we got the um, the Matt Hardy, the ringside exclusive, like, you know, young Matt Hardy. ECW uh, champ, right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, and That's, then we got uh, um, Flashback. So it's been a big week. We got Flashback yeah. Series 3, too. So Stone Cold, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Harley Race, and then that, like, that mid-90s Jake the Snake, and it had Build-A-Figure Commissioner Shawn Michaels. So it was a big, big figure week for the, the Chick-fil-A fam. That though that uh, Jake Roberts the snake is awesome in that, and I I do like that Jake Roberts is just kind of like you know he he he's not like muscle bound. He definitely has like the uh, the dad bod going on. Yeah, and, Revelations, uh, right? That yeah. was the snake. Yeah, yep, yeah, and uh, the the Harley Race figure. I, I I've never seen Harley Race wrestle. He's before my time, but that figure is pretty badass looking too. Oh yeah, I love any figure with like a uh, with like a king's cape, except for maybe um, Wade Barrett. <laughs> his, oh his king, yeah, his king cape was pretty like looked like Cruella Deville or something. It was pretty bad. Uh, I was able to pick up the entire uh, uh, series six of the uh, Mattel retro Mattel figures: uh, Nakamura, Daniel Bryan, the Wolfpack Sting, and uh, nice. Bray, Bray Wyatt. I'm definitely keeping. I don't know what I'm doing with these. I, I have them since the beginning. I've kept them all in the package, and uh, you know, I'm, I've never been like a big guy to keep stuff in the package. Still, but I just I don't know. I but I, I've been finding like the uh, the original ones, like the Undertaker and uh, Triple H and Mankind and Kane at, at like, like a local yeah. store for like three or four bucks. So I've been buying those and and then putting them loose with all my old Hasbro's. So it, it uh, you know if I can find them cheap like that, I'm definitely going to do it. And uh, you were yeah. able to find me the uh, the retro Ric Flair at uh, one of your local Hawaii uh, Targets, which I appreciate very much. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm always looking to uh, hook up another another member of the Fig Life community. Uh, like Seth always says, he's like, if I ever have the space or if I, ever, if I ever win the lottery, I'm going back and just putting together an entire set of like original retros, um, like the the Hasbros. So, yeah, that's what that's my mission right now. I'm uh, I'm working on getting a, a lot of like 20 or 30 of them from uh, a, a, a dude I've met off of Facebook and some uh skeevy uh hasbro facebook groups uh so we'll see how <laughs> we'll see how that goes but uh yeah that's but you know th- some of the newer ones like well newer like uh the one two three kid ones uh are, are super super expensive i don't know if they were just more limited like the smoking guns and ludwig borga and yokozuna so uh, i'll probably have to, to, to wait uh, on those guys but uh yeah that's uh that's been kind of my my passion project as far as collecting so yeah seth has a, a ton of the originals like back home at, you know at, at his parents house but like they're like beat all to hell you know i mean yeah. they like legit got like played with <laughs> so so much yeah, um, i was surprised i still had all my like i have the razor ramon uh like necklace and all that my wife's like how did you keep this stuff like i don't know i i was i was pretty anal about my toys when i was a little kid so i guess it pays off yeah it's you know but i mean as a kid like you never think i mean i guess now as toy collectors like we're like the we're like generation toys i feel like i feel like we're the ones who like we played with our figures and now we collect figures like our generation of people you know um and uh i just feel like now like 
like kids aren't really collectors, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the next generation, they're not going to be like super like into collecting. But us, I think it's just like the nostalgia that us. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> us Zennials and millennials, early millennials have. Yeah, I tried to. I also picked up a ton of stuff from there's a store near me called Ollie's Outlet, which is basically like uh, uh, just a, a junk store where like stores like after stuff gets old, they just send it to and they you know mark it down like crazy. But I found a bunch of uh, old school elites. I think it was like I talked to you. I was texting you about it. It was like 84 or 85 yeah. uh, and they were like seven or eight bucks. I was like, man, let me just grab these and we'll do a giveaway with some of those as the weeks go on. But uh, I'm always, yeah, we I'm used a- to have a place like that back home called like big lots. Um, yep. We don't have, yeah, it we here, still have but, that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I've heard of people finding, finding figs there too. Nice. Yeah. So uh, we are actually, I guess we could announce our giveaway for this week. Uh, we, we kind of announced it already on the, on the first episode that didn't make air. That's in the lost in the archives, but uh, <laughs> it's the mythical episode for all of you guys who yeah. got to hear the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Sign up for the Patreon. If you, if you spend a hundred dollars a month, we'll, we'll send you that episode for sure. <laughs> we're both, we're both underwater. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, not our best work, but no, you know, no. The second episode. What are you expect? You got to work out the kinks, right? Exactly. Even the greatest, the greatest podcasters of all times have had their not best episodes. There you go. Uh, so, <laughs> so what was the giveaway this week, and who who won that bad boy? So we um, were giving away a NECA Ultimate um, Pennywise figure, an OG Pennywise, which is just, I mean, an incredible figure. I've, I posted my personal one on uh, the Chick Foley Instagram, and it is just such an amazing figure. It comes with balloons, multiple head scans, um, and we were giving it away to people who... Uh, downloaded the episode and then DM'd us that they were listening uh, to the episode. So we had 37 entrants into the contest, and our lucky winner is a friend of Chick Foley, Hulk Smash Dad. I'm so excited to send you your It Ultimate NECA figure. Um, and so make sure you DM Chick Foley with your address, and we will get that sent out to you um, as soon as possible. But this week we will be announcing another contest, so stay tuned for that. We'll announce the details and stuff on the, the Chick Foley Instagram. Um, we're going to be giving away an entrance greats box. Bobby Roode, which if oh, you know what that figure looks like, glorious. it is glorious. Yes. Nice. I've been I've been meaning to use the uh, I don't like myself, I love myself tagline for you uh, when the show started, but I forgot to. But that was like the best line. I, I don't know what made me think of that just now, but uh, that, that, oh, line, yeah. that line from Becky was the best a couple weeks ago. I feel like I need to, we need to like make that a drop for our, for our podcast. I do, yeah. If anyone listening <laughs> uh, can make us some audio sound clips, I will definitely... Uh, uh, reimburse you uh, either with uh, monetarily or with uh, wrestling figures for sure. So uh, hit us up, askchickfoley at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, speaking of Ask Chick Foley, we do have some uh, listener mail. So, oh, awesome. Wanna, nice. Yeah, yeah, we can go into um, this. This one comes into us from Joe Harrison. He says, first off, uh, congratulations on everything. Second, if you could interview any wrestler, past or present, uh, and then in you know quotes he says, besides Britt Hart and Seth Rollins, he acts like I'm like biased or something. <laughs> he said. Uh, <laughs> he knows you well. Be? Yeah, no, he's been, he's been following Chick Foley for a very, very long time, so. He was one of the OG followers, so he's been with us for a while. He knows the deal. Um, he said, who would it be and why? Thank you so much, um, and keep on being badass. Um, and so my answer would be Stone Cold Steve Austin. I oh, mean, that's a great one. Yeah, we already know so much about Stone Cold. I mean, he has his own podcast. He's given us the deal, you know, his stories of the road and all of that. Um, 
But he, to me, he's just like my type of people. Like he is just like a down home, like country boy. Like I would feel comfortable just sitting with him and like shooting the breeze, drinking a freaking, you know, broken skull IPA um, and just kicking back around like a campfire or something. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just like, yeah. Yeah, he just sounds like he's like my my normal my normal type of person that I would like to hang out with. So if I could just like sit with anybody and interview him, it would definitely be the uh, global icon, national treasure, Stone Cold Steve Austin. What about you, Phil? Oh, he would probably have some great stories, man. He probably would definitely be fun to drink a beer with for sure. Uh, oh I, yeah, I said Macho Man Randy Savage because he he we we didn't get to hear much from him. He was kind of I don't know if you want to say blackballed or what it was, but he wasn't uh, featured on WWE television for a while even after his death uh, but he was you know he was around for the heyday of WWF and went to NWO and helped build up WCW and for you sure know, uh, was just taken from us way too early and was I think one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time I, I loved watching him wrestle and uh, he was such a great personality and I'm sure he had a ton of great stories uh, yeah it was one of my favorite episodes of uh, something to wrestle with was their the macho man episode they did yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool hearing like Bruce Bruce's take since he's so close to you know Vince and everything. Like you know, kind of hearing that side of it. But yeah, that was an awesome question. Joe comes from from no comparison. Joe Harrison. You can find Joe, um, you know, on Instagram at omgijh and then Twitter joeyh1984. He is uh, he's a wrestler, so make sure you support him. We like to support all of our all of our up and coming wrestlers. Oh hell yeah, nice. That's awesome. Um, yeah, askchickfoley at gmail Shoot us an email there. Um, I also wanted to touch on some notes I have here from Ringside Fest, which uh, I'm not. I've this is the first I've ever heard about Ringside Fest. I'm just now getting more into collecting. I'm sure you're 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 more aware of it. Is this what is oh, what's yeah. the size of this? Is this I mean, not as many releases I, as like a Comic Con would be, but it's a pretty big event. Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, I've never, I mean, personally been to a Ringside Fest, but they always unveil, like, they bring the heat <laughs> every every time. You can always expect some serious, like, drops and, you know, prototypes and everything to be released at uh, at Ringside. And obviously, you know, it's it's wrestling figures, whereas Comic-Con, like, you're looking for everything, like, you know, Funko Pops and, like, all of that. But, like, Ringside is, like, they're your go-to for, like, your, your wrestling drops. Uh one of the guys I follow on Instagram, Elite underscore Toy underscore Hunter underscore twenty four, was was there, and he uh, put on his Instagram story that they're stopping the the Walmart flashbacks and the Hall of Champions after this next wave. They're done. Did you hear this? I did not hear that. No. Yeah. Oh man, I'm stump, I'm, stump, I'm stumping the queen here. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. He didn't. Uh, he, he. I guess he talked to Bill uh, Makita, whatever his name is, and. Uh, he let them know that they're stopping those. I, I love those Hall of Champion figures. Those new uh, uh, New Age Outlaws ones coming out are fire. I love the the, the Demon Kane one. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're cool, man. They're just always up to something, you know. It's just like it's just like with anything else. They give you just enough to make you be like, yeah, this is awesome, and then uh, they take it away. <laughs> they change it up to something else. Um, but yeah, there was some pretty awesome. What was your, what was the figure that you were most excited to see? Um, you know, on the lineup. Man, I love that sensational Sherry Elite. That's uh, yes. I figured if it's a Walmart or a Target exclusive, it's one of the two. But uh, Walmart, it, I think yeah. uh, I was listening to a podcast and it was it said Walmart was getting the sensational Sherry. Nice, yeah, it looks pretty cool. And uh, my my mom's works at Walmart, but she is like you would think I have a, I would have a hookup there. I ask her to to let me know when stuff comes in she works in the back kind of in like the receiving stuff and i never hear anything from her so 
I don't want oh, to, you need yeah. to you need to be you know greasing your mom up a little bit. I know, bit man. Like, right? you know? Yeah, I, didn't, I mean, I, I give her some free wine from time to time. To yeah, you're like the if deal. you see Mattel boxes come in, please just send me a text <laughs> message with a photo. It could be that she's embarrassed to ask uh, for wrestlers for her, you know, 36 year old son. That might be what it is. Oh, just I can blame totally, it on the can... uh, you know blame it on the on the grandson, you know. I can totally see that. Uh, yeah. Seth went to buy figures one time, and he had a he had a haul, and the lady was like, "Oh, are these for your?" This is before we had the baby face, mind you. And he was there, he was there like, "Oh, are these for your kid?" And he was like, "Yes." I'm like, "You punk! Like you sold out, <laughs> you know?" <laughs> yeah, sometimes uh, it's easier than just the the follow up questions, like you know, like or, or that judgmental look where they're like, "Oh, <laughs> oh wow, okay, yeah." Yeah, but did you see that the the Sherry like so her dress she has a cloth dress so the dress comes off and then um there is uh, ring gear underneath yeah. so yeah, it's like basically singlet, like two yeah. figures yeah two figures in one which I thought was pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah I did like they had a prototype of the Velveteen Dream there one that looked fucking yes. mage too yeah yeah him and Eric Young um that Naya figure is pretty impressive too and she comes with multiple head scans which I thought was awesome. Yeah, that's a new thing they've started to do recently. Also, with the hands, they've never done those before. Have they multiple heads and things like that? No, we'll see. So, I guess for the women, from what I understand, like the women are not going to have interchangeable hands. So, like some of the, um, you know, the figures are going to come with interchangeable heads. So, I was like, yeah, okay, I, pre- I appreciate that. I prefer more face scans than I do hands anyway. You know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, they also had a cool Elias entrance grate, which looked pretty nice. Uh, the only thing I'm, uh, I don't like, I mean, I love Elias, but the, the figure just doesn't, you know, he doesn't have much to him when he comes out. You know, it's not like he has like a, a he, I mean, he has the scarf, has a guitar, you know, doesn't have much of a, you know, discernible yeah. outfit besides that. But I also had a cool elimination chamber, uh, even though it was a, ba- a basic ring, not the uh, the mm-hmm. elite full-size rings that I that my, me and my son use, but uh, pretty badass nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, I dig the elimination chamber. I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to come out with the, uh, the full scale size for, you know, for us grown ups collecting our elites for, you know. I'm sure that's going to be a pretty penny, but uh, well worth it. Oh yeah, it's, it's not going to be cheap, and I'm sure it'll be hard to hunt down. And they're, and they're going to make you buy it. They're going to put some exclusive figure in there that you must have, um, <laughs> you know, oh, that yeah, you can, of course. that you yeah. can only get with the elimination chamber. Like a, like a Mabel, you know, King Mabel <laughs> elite or something, yeah. Oh, it would be so dope. I mean, obviously this has nothing to do with Elimination Chamber, but if they like, you know, did a Black Friday drop, I keep waiting for them to drop the gobbledygooker on like a Black Friday like surprise thing. But like they did the, you know, chamber and they put the gooker in there and you had to buy it because I would totally spend the money on the chamber to get that that gobbledygooker figure. I I saw, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with this, but I saw in like the Comic-Con, they had like a Carmella, I don't know if it was an Elite or what, but she had like the... The money in the bank outfits, just like with a bunch of dollar bill like bills all over the outfit, and I don't, I haven't seen any update of when this is coming out or, or what it is. And this was like almost a year ago, so I don't know what the deal is. So uh, it's been my personal mission to find out. But I haven't <laughs> find it. Yeah, if anyone knows out there, let let us know. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, there was so much. There was so much heat that was dropped. The the Rusev, I wasn't crazy about. The Roman with the Shaka, I kind of popped for because you know, obviously the Shaka hand, I was I was down with. Um, you know, being an island dweller. Um, let's see what else we got. Got another Undertaker. He's yep. part of uh, Series ninety three. Oh, that's basic. Let's see what else. There's a Ronda Rousey Elite sixty five. I don't know if they've announced <laughs> the rest of the people that are in that set, but uh, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's like contract signing, like, you know, Rowdy, Roddy Piper, leather jacket, uh, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. 
Yep. There's going to be all kinds of stuff for us. They're trying to get us right before, you know, holiday season, uh, trying to open open, open yeah. our wallets up. Yeah, I'm sure in the next couple of weeks, stores are going to start finally stocking stuff. So, uh, Oh, that, my gosh. I went into Target last night, and they had already, like, started putting Christmas and stuff up, and in Walmart, too. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Halloween hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, that's <laughs> sad, man. I mean... As much it as I is. love Christmas, yeah, it's crazy. So uh, we will be back next week. We will uh, be previewing probably the Crown Jewel pay-per-view coming up from Saudi Arabia. We'll get into more figure talk, and uh, we'll do that, uh, announce the giveaway for Bobby Roode. Anything else you wanted to touch on from Ringside Fest or any of the other you know, figure collecting news that we have? I don't uh yeah, I think we covered it. I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened, subscribed, shared our, you know, shared our podcast, spread the word. Um, you know, it means more to us than, than you guys can even, can even know. So keep doing your thing, keep sharing the love and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep bringing you more and more stuff. For sure. Also shout out real quick before I forget, uh, to the guys from the fully posable podcast buddies of ours that, uh, are going to be featured on the Netflix show, uh, the, uh, I forget the name of it uh, every time I talk about this. The toys, yeah. It's the, the toys, toys that made, that made us, us or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty awesome, man. Yeah, it, I mean, those guys are super huge, knowledgeable. Yeah, totally well-deserved. And I'm, I'm super, super excited to see, you know, what, what they bring. And they're going to be introducing a whole new <laughs> a whole new group of people to to wrestling figures, which I think is just awesome. And that all of it is well-deserved. They are great guys. And um, I'm excited to see what it does for their podcast um, and just everything. They're, they're great people over there. For sure. Uh, Sheena? Enjoy Halloween. I can't wait to see the pictures of you as uh, Andre the Giant. Since <laughs> yeah, I never I can't thought wait I'd to say. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to see your family costumes as well. And make sure um, you tag Chick Foley. I always love seeing um, all your guys' wrestling inspired costumes. So if you got kiddos that are dressing up as uh, superstars or you're dressing up as a superstar, please make sure to tag Chick Foley. I love seeing those things and I'll be sharing some um, on our stories and everything. So, yep, y'all have a great week. All right, Sheena. Enjoy. Stay classy out there, Peckerheads. We'll talk to you next week. For sure. Take it easy.